Guys, I feel like I jinxed us, because last week I started off the show with like, oh, fuck yeah, so much happiness is in wrestling, and then this re- week, Rusev gets COVID, and it's like, motherfucker, no! Can't we have one good week? One good week, please! I mean, it's, uh, dude, it's okay, he's gonna, he's gonna put it in the accolade, <laughs> it's gonna tap out, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. He's gonna machka kick the shit out of Kobe. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna flip a coin to see if next week in wrestling is better, and... No. It's heads, but it doesn't matter, no. The, the, the coin, <laughs> the coin melted in my hand, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm, hold on, are you saying that, like... You were sad that Rusev got it when you heard the news that DDP has COVID. Oh, that's right, he does. Because that was what stabbed me in the heart, this fucking pure gentleman. Mine was like a fun goof to start the show on, and then you just decided to kill it. You killed the energy, Blake. I'm sorry, you wanted to talk about people who got COVID at the beginning. Look, there's at least one... I always, I always get to remember there's one good thing in professional wrestling, and it's the fact that Tsuya Naito has that IWGP title and, wait, what? Oh, no! show about professional and not so professional wrestling i'm your host the man who looks like he's hit rock bottom not anymore <laughs> and i'm right above him the white claw boy blake tanner i'm being made very sad by this video call the dylan <laughs> as well you should be so wrestling uh Wrestling didn't really happen this week. I I got in fact heel of the it, week. It did. I watched plenty of it. Heel of the week is a uh, heel of the week is wrestling ink for not having any good news to talk about this week. There was nothing. I was going through and then I saw Ryback and I was like resisting to click on it. I was like I can't. I said it was over, but maybe. Are we the people that brought back Dustwatch? Yeah. <laughs> I will say that like. Wrestling did happen, but it, only if you watch AEW. And while I've got my criticisms of it, it's so and good. New and Japan. New Japan, you know what? New Japan is going like all out. And we will get into that. Let's get into a little. There's not much WWE news. Almost all of it's NXT based, which is a little bit buck wild that there's nothing newsworthy going into Extreme Rules. Is this in your? Is this in your heels? No. No. Kyrie Sane is leaving at the end of the summer. How is that not news to you? That's pretty big news. I didn't read Did this. you not hear about that? Heel of the fucking week is Wrestling Inc. for not having this shit up. What? I've read it three times on Reddit. Yeah, she's she's going back at the end of the summer, and then she's retiring next year. Oh fuck. So my only hope for Asuka versus Kyrie. Is it fucking, is it fucking SummerSlam? SummerSlam, yeah. Where it's and they like, kind of teased it, and I swear to God, if I don't get to see that as their final match, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking just storm Titan Towers. It's, it's, you know, it's gonna <laughs> happen. Get the fuck out. God. Get the fuck out. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I'm so mad and I'm very sad. Yeah. You don't get to see that. Well, she'll probably go back, make, have one really sweet run of Stardust. Like making, like making people, giving them the rub with like do you mean, great matches. Do you mean, Dylan? Do you mean stardom? Because you did say stardust, which I don't think she's able to do. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I keep wanting, I keep wanting Cody to bring that gimmick back. That's never <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, g- really, I just want him to wrestle in a bodysuit one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm tired of looking at his pale ass body. <laughs> it's like cover those tattoos up. Yep. Let's see. Uh, body suit wouldn't have done that. It would have been peeking out. It almost would have been worse. Yep. Uh, let's see. Only actual news. Tegan Knox came out as uh, uh, not as bi or as lesbian. Basically, just said I have a girlfriend. Fucking deal with it. And it made me very super happy. And then very. And she sad. consulted Sonya, who helped her a lot. She said, "So that's I love you know. Sonya so much. She is like they did an interview with her, and they were like, do you think an LGBTQ storyline will ever happen?'" And she goes, 
I have been fighting hard for it, and apparently Stephanie really wants it to happen too, so Stephanie's on her side. It's just a matter of convincing the old, old ass man. Old man. So, so Listen, here, this would is- you like to- All I will say is maybe it's just time to send Vince to the farm up the road. <laughs> So here, hold on, hold on. Here's here's the the cynic in me. Does Stephanie McMahon want this storyline because she supports LGBTQ rights, or does she want this storyline because of the additional revenue and viewers she feels that doing this will bring? Because as the woman who said that philanthropy was the new advertising, or however that went a few years ago, I trust exactly... Oh, and the whole women's revolution. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I understand, because I... I I hope it's the former. I hope she is the most progressive person in that company, and she is, like, fucking, like, throwing shit at Hunter every day. I don't have a lot of faith in it, because I don't know her personally, but, like, I'm hoping. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm the kind of person that, like, just supports, okay, if you're gonna do good, even if you have your own stupid, like, reasons, just do the good in hopes that it will reach people that it means something to, you know? Like, even if it's just them giving you your money, it's just like, I just want the good things to be out in the world. Let me hear a counterpoint, uh, Kofi Kingston's title reign. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, Kofi Kingston's title reign was fantastic until it ended. So Correct. I don't know. So so you got the good thing, but then you got like the bad ta- aftertaste at the end of it. So like can I say I uh I did the ultimate big dick energy move, which is I applied to be the head writer of SmackDown <laughs> literally on WWE's job site. And in the middle of it, it's like, why would you, why do you want to do this job? And I was like, because the writing team is the most important part. They tell the stories. They make it feel important. And right now, <laughs> you're fucking it up. You need someone who knows. Did you how put to the words, this. you're fucking it up? No, I didn't say that. It was me basically saying, like, storylines are what made Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels feel important. It's what made Kofi Kingston. We knew the past history of Kofi Kingston. That's why that felt important. It was story building, and it was all of that. And then you dropped the ball. You shit the bed. You didn't You didn't use the word moment enough. You're never going to get the job. I did! Hold on, no! I fucking literally did! I said WWE is great at building moments, and it's the stories that make those moments important. <laughs> I you should have just that fucking company line so hard. Jesus Christ, man, are did... you a ballerina? I feel like that's the only way you could tow it that hard. Yeah. Did you say at one point, like in the same sentence, the words "kiss" and "vinces" and "ass"? Because I think you could get it then. I'm gonna, I, well, no, once they do eventually hire me and I unfortunately have to leave Fight Boys to go write for SmackDown, uh, I mean, like, once, then I'll turn. That'll be my heel turn, where I, I'm like, get me in Vince's office now! I'm gonna be the new Jimmy Jacobs. And then this is when we hear the story of new SmackDown writer chokes Vince McMahon to death <laughs> in, in an effort to gain favor with him so here's the thing i want you to get this job he was quoted as saying my friend told me to take vince to the farm up in the road and i did exactly (laughs) that here's the thing i want you to get this job solely so i can have you have aj Styles sign my shirt (laughs) (laughs) That's um, the only reason I would want you to right have this job. Right before I put him on the undercard with Matt Riddle. And people are like, wait, why did this suddenly happen? Uh, I don't know, that new head writer that got fucking insane. For some reason, Baron Corbin's in a mask and they're calling him the Hammer Man now. I don't know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Mr. Moore. Um, wanted to... Why are you playing Old Town Road right now? <laughs> in my office. No, no, no. You guys, oh god, what movie was it? I think it was like the assassination uh, of Mr. Jimmy Moore, uh, Jesse. Why are you wearing only cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's that film. I mean, I, I like what I see, but uh, hold on. Have you guys seen that uh, the flick, the assassination of Jesse James? 
where, like, at the end of it, <laughs> like, Jesse James is sitting in a chair and a guy walks up behind him with a shotgun and just shoots him in the back of the head at <laughs> the very last minute. That's what it's gonna be. It's Vince gonna be like, that Summer Sam poster's looking awful war and walks over to it, starts wiping it off. <laughs> Look at me. I have the Vince now. Yep. Okay, so uh, NXT. Hey, do you guys remember how Donovan Dijakovic and Keith Lee had that good match that one time? Because uh, NXT ain't gonna let you fucking forget it at all. Any chance those two get a chance to get in the ring, they're gonna do it. So... Wait, who are the who are the NXT tag team champions right now? Is um, it Ui? It, no, it's um oh, oh it's Imperium. It, yeah, it's Imperium. I, it's so memorable. Actually, no, that's even better. So now Dijakovic and Keith Lee can try to get the tag titles. That way, Keith Lee can just have all the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that can be the new storyline because they're out. What? They're out of storylines. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Imperium was out of WWE as well. I'm like, is UK shutting down that quickly? Okay, that's fine. Listen, the best storyline on NXT this week was that uh, Cameron Grimes tickled uh, Damian Priest's uh, bum when he was taking the pin. (laughs) That was the best storyline. It's like, especially with, like, UK wrestling, what do you have now? Yeah. Now, do you guys... Sadness. They have sadness, sadness, Blake. Yes, like the rest of the UK at this point. Now, do you guys think with Keith they're going to do it New Japan style where he defends both belts in every match? No. Or is it going to be... WWE doesn't do that. Yeah, it's going to be like Rollins defending the US and WWE. Okay. Uh, Because I... I, Actually, I saw this, and this was a good idea for a match. Give Adam Cole his rematch, but also put Killer Cross in it. Triple threat. um, And basically... First first pin is for... North America, second one's for the NXT. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that would be really cool, because that way Lee doesn't have to lose. You could put a belt on Cross and make it really impressive, but no. They're probably going to... I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt they're going to do Dijakovic versus Lee for the North American title, and then Lee versus Killer Cross. I'm just going to keep calling him that for the NXT title. I wouldn't be surprised if he does that grueling match, Cross comes out directly after and says the main event is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how he wins and it. And does it in the middle of the show, and then the the main event is actually the women's match of, like, Dakota Kai versus Io. By the way, Dakota Kai with the most vicious boot. Team kick, team kick back, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoo! All right, on to AEW. It's really hard to cheer against Dakota Kai, knowing how good a person she is outside of kayfabe. Yeah. Oh no, I don't know what it, it's them Australians, man. The iconics, uh, her, like all the Australian women they brought in are like the nicest human beings on the planet. All right, on to uh, AEW news. Boy, Sonny Kiss fucking brought it in that. I haven't watched it yet, but everything I've read is like, that match made Sonny Kiss a star. And the only clip I've seen of it was not wrestling. It was Arn Anderson looking at Cody and telling him, Get your head out of your ass and wrestle! And I thought, someone tweeted and said that was perfect because Arn was not only talking to Cody, he was talking to the entire audience who might have not been thinking of Sonny Kiss as a threat. And that was the moment where Sonny Kiss became a threat, is when Arn Anderson, of all people, looked and said, like, you need to be fucking serious, because they are serious right now. And I loved it. Perfect way to get her, get him over. The ending was unfortunately anticlimactic, because it was Sonny Kiss kicking the shit out of Cody, and then misses one kick, Cody gets behind him, crossroads, pin. Uh, the I mean, the only thing I will say that's good about that, it doesn't sound that overproduced. It sounds like something that would happen in a normal match. Did you see Sonny Kiss's entrance? I'm just kidding. That shit was awesome. They did that at last year's Fight for the Fallen 2. I was like, ah, oh, is this a yearly tradition of Sonny Kiss just comes out and, and dances with the Jaguars? Someone said it was like The Undertaker meets Step Up. It was just a long... Dude, it was. It was, it was next level. I was all about it. I really hope that Sonny Kiss, like, getting this really, uh, pushes Bad Romance as a, as a tag team. Is that their name? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's unofficially. So... They have they don't have an official name. They're just Ooh, they're just Janella and Kiss. Like it's like um, it's like when Fandango and Breeze were called. Um, Breeze, what was uh, it? Fa- Breezango. Breezango. No, uh, Fabrice. Yeah, Fabrice. Oh, Fabrice. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Before <laughs> before they were like Breezango, and I was like, all right, that'll work too. Now I will. Uh, a lot of people on the internet were hating on this. But Chris Jericho being the demo god is the best fucking thing on the planet. Because he's the only person you could do it with. Anybody else, you could make it seem like, oh, they're making Janela come out and do this gimmick. Or they're making someone do this. Chris Jericho's the only one on that roster where you go, he decided to do this and no one told him no because he's Chris Jericho. And Tony Khan was like, you got some stroke around here. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then he got covered in orange. Yeah, and then uh, he released a shirt about being the demo god and missed opportunity that it wasn't eighteen forty nine for the shirt. Oh yeah, uh, and apparently they doubled NXT's demo uh, this week, so very good, and then killed them in overall ratings as well. So uh, and the NXT main event, see, as as much as we complain about how predictable. AEW is and and fucking despite the the good like way to lose the match with Taz throwing in the towel on on Cage, it, the demos do prove that Mox is the biggest draw and Jericho is. So despite the fact that you don't want the former WWE guys to be their new characters in this are so revitalized that it's drawing people from everywhere and Mox is gonna hold that belt for a while. And, like, the match was good. He's doing a great job. You forget it. I forgot it while he was gone. How good he is. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not stale, you know? But he just he just does, like, the last match, frickin', like, choke out Brody Lee into the, this one. Arm bars so hard that, he, that on the injured, like, formerly injured bicep of Cage that frickin' Taz had to throw in the towel form. Like, they're not doing... Like cookie cutter finishes. It's not like Roman Reigns where it's Superman punch, Superman punch spear. That's it. Ooh-ah. Yeah, I, and I don't feel like the big guys, like, I know they've lost in their big debuts, but I don't feel any less scared of them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You should fear Mr. Brody Lee. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, with me, I, I think NXT is also very good at this, just in a different way. Whereas AEW just basically says it can happen with any move nxt just says all of our people have 50 finishers just you don't know which one's gonna end it but one of them's gonna pop off and it's gonna end it it's like in a wwe 2k game it's like we're gonna start you off with 10 finishers just do it till it ends no no i mean just like styles like tomaso champa has eight different finishers at this point i think (laughs) Uh, also, by the way, apparently, according to him, creative has nothing for him, which, um, to NXT creative, I'm gonna say, uh, do you know who the fuck Tommaso Ciampa is? Like, <laughs> I told you, I, I told you it's, they're running into that problem. They don't have the same amount of creative time to build those stories that you were so, like, invested in, in the past. It's, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Right, cause making a story week to week is a lot harder than batch recording once a month. Yeah, like, knowing where you're gonna go is pretty important when telling a story. Like, when I write a story, I'm like, I know where it's ending, so now I know the steps to take to get there. Because otherwise, it's just making it... It's it's fucking improv. NXT is improv pro wrestling at this point. <laughs> Which is why we batch record JWF. And, and improv is can be really good, but it can also be the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. And we haven't reached that point yet, but I am fearful. Now listen, Dylan, I know more than any man in the world how great and terrible improv can be because of the other podcast I do. I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's a reason I haven't listened to your guys' backlog. Now, yeah, um, it's... Yeah, no, AEW's good. Watch Dark. If you're listening to this and you don't watch Dark, watch Dark. It's an hour of your time, and despite the fact that it's against jobbers, it really helps flesh out wrestler personalities. Like, I've seen Ricky Starks wrestle twice. I feel like I know what Ricky Starks is about. And uh, also his theme song slaps. But, like, 
it's also a great place. Like tag teams come up out of nowhere. Freaking Luther and uh, Serpentico are now a tag team. I called that, but like it was a like you see the beginnings of it. It's not great yet. They have a sweet tag finisher, but you're like, oh, I know where this is. This is gonna go. The Dark Order is like bottom tier guys. They got to wrestle a match where they didn't get manhandled. Like you get to see like it's it's still entertaining. Honestly, like a lot of great shit. I would say. Half of the fun AEW clips that I've seen over the last four months have been from Dark. So, like, there's always something good happening in it. So, it's always worth it. And, like, if you look at, like, the earlier days of Dark, that was amazing because they didn't have to care as much. So, that was when the Bucks got to come out and kind of, like, be the PWG version of the Bucks more than anything else, just to get to come out and be the the dumb fucks as opposed to the young bucks and have a good match uh on to sad news and this is literally the last piece of news we have from this week it's been so dry uh i'm very sad but apparently the nwa might be going putski and that's very sad billy billy did write that he has no intention of shutting it down oh really okay cool yeah billy wrote today so we'll we'll see He'll he'll fight tooth and nail. This man is like tried for forever and had shit go south on him every step of the way. I feel so bad for him. I mean, I found an article that straight up said like Billy Corgan buys NWA, but what is that even worth at this point? And he built it to be something fucking worth it. Like Stu Bennett getting um uh and Damian Sandow, who is a I don't want to say he's a good hand, but like he's a guy you want in your organization. Good, good, good character guy. Eli Drake. Drake. Dummy. Yeah. Dummy. I, and I think like honestly, all this means is we're probably gonna get another Smashing Pumpkins album soon, so <laughs> it's fine. He's gonna he's gonna throw that out there. We're gonna pay for it. We're gonna be all right. Featuring guest vocals by the question mark. They're bringing them in, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> and like they were building up good stars. Like Zicky Dice is a guy who I did not know, and then I started watching NWA and said, "Oh, this dude fucking rules." He's a VHS tape of a human being. And then Ricky Starks. Oh yeah, Ricky Stark. He also was an NWA build up. Uh. And that's all the news for this week. Fuck. Um, on to predictions, and we decided, since there is no news, we could go a little longer on this, and that's why we're predicting... About 30 minutes ago. Slammiversary. 45. Fuck, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, the, uh, there are a few that I'm like, yeah. No, I, I love, I love, I don't know, because that's my time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I try to keep up with every company, yeah, a little bit. You're already in the lead, like. <laughs> oh wait, really? Yeah, How did that dude. happen. You are. You ended up at 19 uh, after. Wait, I have 19. Oh, okay. I'm. Okay. I have like 17. 18, actually. I I'm very far in behind. Oh, good. We'll see if the coin flip leads you there, Blake. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> hey. it's the flip. Of destiny. <laughs> wait, what? Okay, this. Wait, what? Wait, what the fuck? Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? So we know the main event, right? The fatal four way for the world heavyweight championship. Well, yeah. The first match on the card that I'm seeing is Moose versus Tommy Dreamer for the world heavyweight championship. So. Yes, Moot. So Moose, after Tessa wasn't showing, took the old. TNA Impact Championship and proclaimed himself champion. Oh, okay. He has been defending that champion. He will likely face whoever wins the main event. Okay, okay. So By the way, Moose. That I, I'm Moose. not even going to flip on that one. Moose. Moose. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Moose. Uh, tag team match for the Impact Tag Team Championship. Unfortunately, the Good Brothers aren't showing up here. The North versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. I didn't know who the North was, by the way, until looking at this, and oh my god, the North fucking rules. I'm picking the North. Oh yeah, same here. The North, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't know. The walking weapon, Josh Alexander? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't know that. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
uh, which last, this is, I love Impact for this, because the last time I checked in on Impact, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan were beating the shit out of each other. Now they're teaming up. A gauntlet for the- and That's when you know it's gonna be a great tag team. Yeah, a, uh, gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender to the Impact Knockouts Championship. Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Kiera Hogan, Kimber Lee, Kylie Ray, Nevaeh, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Susie, don't know who that is, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. I did not realize how fucking stacked their women's division was. Okay, so how do we how do we decide who picks first? Um, I pick first. No, I'm losing. I pick first. You are losing. Who do you pick? Oh, I got Kiara Hogan, 110. percent Okay, uh, that's a good that's a good pick. Am I, next? I guess I'll take Kylie Ray. Okay. I'll take Rosemary. That's not bad. I actually literally went through most of these women and went to their paid Wikipedia pages trying to see what they've been doing in Impact. Like, oh, have they been there that long? Like, but Kira... And I'm sorry, Dylan, you should have picked second. So no, if you wanted fine. to... It's fine. I was taking Rosemary regardless of what the fuck you said. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Willie That's Mack fair. versus Chris Bay... Bay Bay. Oh, fuck, I forgot they have Chris Bay, too. Why don't we watch Impact? Damn! Because it's on X Axis. Di- yeah, for the X Division Championship, I got Willie Mack. Not that I don't love Chris Bay, but... Okay. There's the coin. I got Mack, too. Um, I'll go Chris Bay. Okay. There has to be a title change on this card. Uh, so you're going with Bay? Well, my title change is actually up next. As Jordan Grace takes on Deanna Perrazzo, I'm saying Deanna. I'm saying Deanna got, is getting hot-shotted. Uh, I guess I'm going to take Grace because that's what the coin told me. Uh, yeah, I'll go Jordan Grace because having a number one contenders match for the new one defeats the purpose of winning the number one contenders match. Yeah. Because there's no way that person's then going to lose their first defense. Okay, the Rascals have issued an open challenge. Yeah, whoever they get, okay? It's likely the Good Brothers, but it's not the Rascals, all right? <laughs> Them and their whatever the frick this is. The Radicals, maybe, but not the Rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't believe we've done this, but because we all know that the fourth man is probably going to be EC3, and EC3's probably going to win... None of us are allowed to pick EC3. So essentially, we're just giving up a point for this one. Uh, as Ace Austin takes on Eddie Edwards, takes on Trey, takes on TBA. Uh, I, uh, I, I, and I, earlier I said Trey, but I forgot who the fuck Eddie Edwards was. So I'm gonna say Eddie Edwards, actually. Okay, I'll say oh, Ace Austin. I was gonna say Edwards, but okay. Yeah, no, Ace Austin. Or the better version of Matt Taven, as I like to refer to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's who's the other one? Because I guess Trey, I gotta pick he's them. The, he's the third member of the Rascals. Trey, yeah. <laughs> There's a chance they go with him. <laughs> yeah, no, no Scotty did you dirty by changing up his pick. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, although I, I, I will agree that, like, <laughs> this is it. I'm e- sorry. EC3, though. I-, I just looked at the fucking spreadsheet, and Blake in his section just typed, Trade, I guess. <laughs> he just <laughs> brightly wrote out, I guess. Boy, it is a shock to the system looking at the horror show at Extreme Rules after looking at that. Because that previous card, I was like, this actually seems like it's going to be a fucking good show. And then I go over to Eye for an Eye match. Um, Oops. But we'll start with Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. Championship. If it was, if it was Apollo Crews versus like Lashley, Lashley, I'd take Lash. I'll take Apollo Crews. MVP doesn't need to win a title at like forty-eight. I, I think this is to build up for SummerSlam. They're gonna have like yeah. That's plus, where it's now he gets happen. the new now now. Uh, Cruz gets the, like, the new title, it's officially his, like, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cruz all the way, man, like, yeah. Eye for an eye match, Rey Mysterio. It's Seth, alright? Oh, you're gonna say Seth? Yeah. Oh, wait. Rey hasn't signed a new contract. 
Oh, that's right. Well, for me, I almost, because we know Ray to be a big Marvel Comics fan, this is almost his ascension to become Odin, and then Dominic becomes Thor, and he has to come in and beat Rollins at uh, Summer, uh, SummerSlam, which won't happen. But like, no, but yeah, ain't, I, it's been a good choice in the past to put an eye patch on a member of the Shield. But I don't think they'll do it again. Hold on, we're gonna see. Cause you know what, I originally had Seth, but if I hit Tails, it's gonna be Ray. Oh baby, here we go. Oh, you got Ray, Ray? Yep. And apparently, they are actually doing CGI. To make the end actually happen. So someone's eyes act. We're gonna see an eyeball this Sunday, and I fucking hate it. Uh, Sir? What? Do you not know about That's that? illegal. Yeah. <laughs> wait, I, wait. You can't do that. That's illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. How long has Bailey held that belt, by the way? Like, that's. She's had it for a She's in the time. 200s. She's in the 250s, easy. Yeah, it's been a while, but I still don't see her losing it. Oh, yeah, no, She's not not losing it until she loses it to Banks, so I'm saying Bailey. Yeah, which also informs, I guess we have to go to the next one. Bailey has held it a combined days of 419. She's held it that, and she's currently at 279 days in her title reign. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bailey. She's the role model. Uh Asuka versus Sasha Banks. I feel like, yeah, that your pick does kind of inform who wins no this. No one is ready for Asuka. Alright. Let's see. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a swamp match. <laughs> I have to go with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Oh, really? Same. Legally. Yeah. Legal. I'm contractually obligated to oh, pick Bray Wyatt. Oh, it's the return! That's your... That's the hill you have to die that's on That's the hill the I have time. to... Especially Swamp Bray, I have to die on this hill. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like Swamp Bray is gonna bring some shit to Strowman. Like, his... Swamp, oh, no. Like, no, Strowman's gonna wreck the shit out of this. I don't know why <laughs> they still have the belt on him, but they're gonna keep it. Um, I don't know who the fuck's taking it off the man. Oh no no it's it, it's gonna be Bray but not not now it's going to be he because he went through Firefly Funhouse Bray he went through he's now going to go through Swamp Bray and then he's and going, then it's gonna be the Fiend he's gonna lose it to the Fiend at SummerSlam yeah yeah that that's fair that's a fair assessment because we get to see like three crazy different matches so I'm fine with it but I'm gonna pick Wyatt because just cause and then in the main event. Drew McIntyre versus who the fuck cares? Cares. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your name is. (laughs) He is... Wait, he's still employed? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about who's gonna take it off Strowman. I got no idea who's gonna get it off of Drew. I don't know who the fuck they're gonna bring... Unless, like... Maybe they call up Cole or somebody. I don't know. No, they'll call the... they'll call Finn back. Uh, Finn would be a good choice. Um, duh, 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 what? I, I guess it's gonna stay on him for a while. Duh, duh. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just <laughs> kidding. That was that was good. That was good. I'm getting uh, flashbacks right now to a certain segment that's now dead. Uh, okay, well, in, speaking of dead, you know who's not dead? Our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash BS, the website where you can support us and get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, where we take deep dives into some of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history, like Daniel Bryan's historic victory at WrestleMania 30, Blake Tanner covers it all, and I'm so proud of him for actually putting in work. He is the Orange Cassidy of this podcast, and he did try. I'm so happy. Wait, wait. Which one of us is Dustin? Oh, man. I feel like I'm... Well, you're the you're the tall body guy, so you've got to be Beretta, so I'll be Dustin. Uh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. 
All right. Um, I'm not that weird, man. I didn't once keep all of my, like, on-person possessions in a plastic bag because I refused to get a wallet. <laughs> now, I will say, this is coming from Scotty who said, oh, no, it was terrible until I got to edit it. <laughs> His stories about it are great. All right, so we want to do heels or faces first. Well, we got to tweet somebody, and I know you really, you're really into Snake Watch right now, Dylan, but I will say he completely, after being active with us, completely ghosted us last week. Because, like, Chuck set a precedent. Chuck set the precedent of I'm not going to talk to you. Fucking Serpentico said, oh, I can fuck with y'all. And then, I don't know, man. Just just tweet at Sunny Kiss and tell him he did a good job and his dancing, uh, dancing slapped. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Sunny Kiss is oh, ask, money. Ask him, if, uh, ask him if Dancing with the Jaguars is going to be a, uh, a, yearly, uh, a yearly fight for the fallen tradition like the Undertaker entrance. <laughs> I was going to say, when are we going to get bad romance shirts on shopaew.com? No, 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 no. I like mine more. Okay, okay. We do that after they tag next. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, boys, we ran the gauntlet. We've predicted two shows, one of which might actually be good. But now it's time to get into our heels and faces. Of course, as always, we got to start with some negativity. So who are your heels of the week? Okay, I, mine's not going to be, like, long. Oh, wait, wait. And it's I, not... I, think you're, I think you can piggyback off of mine. Okay, yes, yes, I see what yours is, so yeah. Because it was actually rough to find a heel this week. Like, in the past two weeks, no one's been that much of a shithead in a way that I said I don't want to talk about. Because, like, there have been some shithead responses, like fucking Matt Riddle's video that made me go, oh, he's the heel of the week, but I don't want to talk about him. And so uh, this was the only thing I could really see, and it was when I was watching clips of Raw, and I realized... Rick fucking Flair still on TV. Rick Flair, the 580-year-old man, is still on television every single week with Randy. And I know they want to go back to legend killer Randy, which means, like, having Rick by his side is a good idea. But you know what's not a good idea? Having an old-ass man in public right now. Having an old-ass man out there with Randall Keith Orton every week. Like... I'm like we said earlier. I'm scared to death for DDP. Ric Flair is seven times older than DDP, so like Ric Flair is like Keith Richards. It will take God literally coming down and slapping him down to kill him. He is the nature boy. Yeah. Woo! He'll go down when he wants to go down. At that point, he'll have to fight him in a match. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You think God won't tap out to the figure four? <laughs> but yeah, it because like, there's no reason. Randy's proved that he can be perfectly serviceable as a great heel right now. There's no reason to put Rick with him outside of maybe trying to get more more eyes on the show, which they're not. Rick is not the one who's going to bring more people onto the show right now. No, which honestly just kind of leads into mine, which is... The COVID response in general, because I know that WWE recently mandated uh, the audience wearing masks, but there have been a lot of reports. Kevin Owens, by the way. Old KO was like, you do this or I'm not fucking showing up. Kevin, who I guess could take a baby face like of the week, who just went up to fucking Vince and said, no, listen, Vince, you need to do this because fuck. It's stupid. Also, a secondary babyface goes to Kevin Owens because last week when Ray came out was like, we're going to face each other in an eye for an eye match. I'm going to rip out your eye. It pans to Kevin, who should be like, yeah, Seth's going to get his comeuppance. Instead, Kevin's face just said, what What the fuck did you just say? What are you going to do to him right now? I like to I like to think that much like Oscar finding out Becky is Becky was pregnant, Kevin Owens was also not told that Ray was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is his legitimate reaction of like, is this the match or is Ray crazy? Yeah, yeah exactly. That that's that tracks with uh Owens like just entire character. But um but no, my heel is WWE and like everyone's COVID responses at this point. Because it's like 
everyone's kind of feeling this, we're out of the worst, right? And we're not. But Blake, I want to go to Disney World. I want to go to Disney World, Blake. Hey, you want to? I can still get refunds on those tickets, bud. (laughs) I can get them. Um, But yeah, you know, WWE, uh, they mandated wearing masks, you know, a couple weeks ago, a week ago. But now, like, there are reports that people who get in and that are the audience members are just taking their masks off halfway through the show. And you're seeing people without masks again. So it's like... Oh, all these people got COVID, so we better, uh, mm, we better just like do the bare minimum. And then when no one's watching, let's not do it. How about that? How about that, Scotty? How do you feel about that? I fucking, I, when you first said like it, my, it, my heel of the week is COVID response in general, I was like, I don't even think Blake's talking about wrestling anymore. I think he's just talking about the world. I think that's all he's talking about right now. The world too, where, the state that I live in, and the state that Dylan lives in, we're two of the worst right now. Um, I, I will is, say, we're um, not the worst, because our governor did just say, like, hey, wear your fucking masks, uh, and yeah. issued a state whereas ordinance. Whereas the governor of, but, but, whereas the governor of Georgia's ha- said, fuck you, eat a dick, no masks. Yeah, Georgia's like the opposite of Alabama, because in Alabama, they, the g- state said, hey, wear masks, and the city were saying, Hey, we're not going to enforce it. You're fucking good. Meanwhile, in Georgia, the cities are trying to be like, wear the mask. And the state is actively being like, you can't tell the people to wear masks. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Sir, I will say the city that I live in has been real big on the don't fucking go out without your masks, you goddamn piece of shits. Um, But yeah, everywhere else is just like, no, we're not going to wear a mask. Yeah. And WD- WWE's just like, nah, you don't have to wear a mask once you're videoed wearing one. It's okay. Let's all get COVID and give it to Ric Flair so he can finally die. Okay, that's great. Uh, Now on to Dylan's heel of the week and I what might be the most baffling decision I've ever seen come out of a certain company that our boy loves. Great, can I, can I talk now? Okay, so... Back in the 2000s, when New Japan was in its dark days, uh, there was uh, a saying, uh, because Hiroshi um, Tenzan, or no, uh, Tenzan, uh, one of their champions, would constantly win big babyface things, but then would lose after very short reigns. There was the Japanese saying that translated to Tenzan must suffer. Uh, <laughs> the new saying is now Naito fans must suffer. <laughs> Because Naito, after having his moment ruined at Wrestle Kingdom by fucking, oh my god, my god, by Kenta, having a match with Kenta where he ended up bloody at the end, it wasn't even like that, whatever, has to sit out his reign due to COVID, then gets betrayed by evil, then gets choked out by Dick Togo in a fucking, <laughs> in a fucking bushy mask. Then hitting the dick twice, then losing the titles has to be don't like that is don't get me wrong that it you know it's you know it's the you know it's the chasing moment that that really made that, that's why it worked so well for Kenny Kenny was a great chaser like the 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 elation of the crowd whenever Naito won that will never be taken away. It doesn't matter how shitty the rain is. It's like Kofi when Kofi won at WrestleMania. You can't take that moment away. It's there, immortalized in history. Like and but uh here no we can just transition this. This is a weird transition to baby face. This was the right way to do this if you were ever going to try out because attendance is already a non-factor. You're already not pulling gate. You'll never sell out a show. Why not use this time to get over a future star? And evil is is that. Everybody was always thinking, like, between him and Sonata, one of them has to eventually break out, go for something big. The IC title's combined with the heavyweight title now. So there's no way to, to do that until they get their heads out of their asses and separate them again. So this was the best way to do it. Evil was already floating away for however fucking Gato's probably had this in the works for months years i don't even know with that man anymore he's playing 8d chess yeah 
so this was the this was the this was the time to to do it to tr- to try it. You know, it might just be a Jay White thing where it's just for like a month or two, and like a Bushi takes it off of it. You know, and we just have that. But here's the thing: because of how rarely the IWGP Championship gets a new owner, every title reign makes that individual. It's not like WWE where it's like you can back and forth it. If you win this, it is because you are a top guy. Nobody gets a congratulatory run with it because you've been in the company for forever. Like you have to be like the man. Yeah. And like and they see they're that already referring to this as the evil era of Bullet Club. And I get it's cause Jay The evil King. dick era, because Dick Toe goes with him. It's yeah. great. <laughs> but like I want that shirt. I-, I think what I read is Jay White's not there. They needed a top heel. Give it to evil. And I will say Fucking, yeah, like, biggest shock of the year was definitely waking up and seeing him go for the fist bump with Naito and then hit the two sweet. And I just immediately went, what the fuck? <laughs> and then slam him down. And I was like, okay, that's a good turn. Evil's part of Bullet Club now. That's fine. And then double, like, the double whammy was then waking up to, oh, also Evil is now both, has both championships and going, Okay, and then his next challenger. This is why they became babyface for me. His next challenger is Hiromu. And that makes me excited, because I want to see Hiromu you, you, put you in a You shouldn't be. That's going to be a decimation match. It's going to be, like, a hard-fought match, but, like, it's literally going to end with you being like, dude, just end it. I swear to God. It's going to be, like, brutal choke-out into, like, two, like, everything is evils. Like, this is... It is not going to end pretty. How was That's what I love about New Japan though, because they are willing to do that. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's great. But how, how there was the, does uh... raise this this new question of uh Bullet Club has now achieved NWO status, uh where uh like Latina like Latin World Order where there is now just Japan Club, which is Yeah, yeah. which is fucking the, all the Japanese members of Bullet Club? Which is so bizarre, given the fact that it was supposed to originally just be... Be Gaijin, yeah. yeah. But, but, because of the fact that the Good Brothers are signed to Japan, that is confirmed, whenever all of the Gaijin return, I would not be surprised if this le- leads to Evil starting his own faction of Japanese wrestlers. Him, Taiji Shimori, Yujiro, who's getting a match with Okada, by the way, at the next pay-per-view. Yujiro Takahashi, after years of being relegated to the undercard, is getting a one-on-one match with Kazuchika Okada. This is the world we live in now. Uh, along with, along with Jado and Gato and maybe like they, and Dick Togo. Like, that's a good, that is a solid six-man squad there. You got some undercard guys, you got some manager guys. Like, that's a solid, that's that's more solid than chaos at this point. Yeah, yeah, and you could have like Carl come back and basically say like this is not what it was supposed to be. Tama would be the first one to break away with him too because Tama. Yeah. Would be- well, no, they they come back and they like Jay Jay, you know, hits him with the switchblade and they're like, "We're Bullet Club. You're all out." Oh, and then fuck they yeah. start their own faction. And then Evil starts his own faction. They keep Bullet Club, but they go back to the original, like, the cutthroat era isn't over. Yeah, yeah, Did you watch the uh, Naito Evil match? Uh, no, I was I was going to, and then I I didn't, because, like, I, I can't get it streaming on Roku, which oh, is where okay. I watch all my stuff. I have to watch it in my room on my lesser TV, and I, I just... I couldn't find room for it. I, I saw the last, like, two and a, like two minutes. And from what I could tell, it was a decent match, but it had that screwy ending. So I'm more... I need to go back and watch Evil versus Okada, because I heard that one was pretty good. From what I read about it, uh, apparently it went so long it started to expose Evil, like, not being able to go that long. So that might have played into it, but... Evil will bounce back easily. Like, he, he I, if anyone could, and I would love to see him start his own stable, it would be Evil. Yeah. Well, it, it was always this weird thing where, like, yes, um, like, L.I.J. 
was like this collection of like weird random random anime characters, but evil was always the one where you looked at him like the goth kid in like a family photo. Like, what's up with that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, on to my baby face, and my baby face is uh, to quote Arn Anderson, that warhorse kid. Because I fucking love Warhorse more than anything in the world. And, like, the other day, he proved to me that he deserves to go to AEW. That he deserves a top spot. Because there are a lot of indie guys where you're like, oh, yeah, they love wrestling now. No, Warhorse the other night was talking about shit from, like, the 60s and the 50s. And going back to, like, old, old school wrestling that I knew nothing about. So the man is a motherfucking student of the game, and he took that, he created a character that no one can replicate, really. Like, it, it is the, it, it, he took a parody and turned it into a real thing. Because he was kind of just like a parody of, like, Warrior and shit like that. Made it his own thing, grew a fan base so powerful that now uh, one of the top guys, yeah. He might the, actually do it. The son of a bitch. I still am hoping for Eddie Kingston over him, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you... And I think it was Cody playing heel, but someone was like, Eddie Kingston's one of the best talkers in wrestling. And Cody went, oh, is he? And I went, oh, you motherfucker. You've never heard yeah. Eddie Kingston talk. He, he, no, he was just... He was just fucking... Also, Eddie Kingston cut a promo calling him out, like, last week. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, like, Warhorse just... And he never directly said... I want to challenge Cody for the title. All he would do is just retweet Cody's challenges or whatnot with videos of him screaming. None of it saying it. It was just him being like, ah, or videos of like the random backlog of videos he's made over the past year threw those in. And it just got a fan base to rally behind him to where like, do you know those celebrities who have phone numbers for some reason that you can text and they will text you out random things? Mm-hmm. People were texting Cody like Warhorse is gonna rule your ass. You better go after Warhorse. And then finally, it all came to a head on Road to uh, Road to Fight for the Fallen, where I whoever was interviewing Cody just said like, "Is there anybody on the independent scene not signed by AEW who you would like to see challenge you?" And Arn just like with that smug shit eating grin goes, "I got one for you. How about that Warhorse kid?" Cut. Cut. No response from Cody. Just a cut. It was the perfect way to end it because then I went to the comments. Everyone in the comments was going, either Warhorse is going to rule his ass or who's this Warhorse guy? And I never saw anybody look up Warhorse and not come away happy. They were all like, oh, this guy actually fucking rules. So I love Warhorse. I'm excited that he's getting to go to AEW. I should I should probably end up looking him up then. I mean, everything I've seen from him is just fucking fantastic. I'm sure Scotty will now send me way too many videos. I shouldn't have said anything. Very good. So, on to my baby face, who I was not expecting so him to be good. my baby face until just fucking yesterday. So good! Um... And that's Tyler Breeze, who's so fucking good. Up, so, up, down, um, down, champion. Left, right, left, right, represent. Tyler. Yeah, uh, so uh, Up, Up, Down, Down was doing a stream. You know, the Up, Up, Down, Down championship is on the line. And um, The Miz was talking some hot shit. But then Tyler Breeze just comes back with, Hey, Miz, I heard you're going to be in the sequel to See No Evil. See no talent. My favorite part about that was watching Creed, because Creed, Creed just jo- died. Because he just went... Joe just said, leave him just- alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was... I watched the full video, and firstly, Tyler Breeze deserves that title, because he is very fucking good. Like, uh, he played... the. I've seen him... I've seen two defenses. He defended against Jey Uso. I think it was Jay, And they played Super Tennis for this SNES. Jay did not land a single shot. <laughs> and then I, I think Miz only won one round of the Power Rangers game that they were playing this time. And the best part of the video you didn't get to see was earlier, because Miz is, of course, the Miz. So he's like, ah, no, I'm losing. And then you just hear Maurice. Hey, I'm on a Skype call right now. 
and it's for business right now, okay? So I'm gonna need you to be quiet in here. And then, why haven't you cleaned the kitchen? And she is just fucking reaming the Miz, <laughs> and you can see everyone else on the call go silent, because they're like, we've gotta listen to this. To this. <laughs> but yeah, like, up, up, down, down, and I'm sorry for somewhat scoping your bit, but like, lately has been amazing. You've got Battle of the Brands. You've got uh, fucking uh, Adam Cole, Cesaro, Breeze, and Xavier playing Uno. You've got the title defenses. You've got, they got a guy from Hamilton on Superstar Save Point last week. Like, it is great lately. Yeah, I mean, and they've had a lot more time to just, like, work on their brand with Up, Up, Down, Down. Because they, they could just all stream it. And do it well. Um, but Breeze has been that standout. And he just kind of... It just kind of made me sad that, like... I, I don't know. It made me sad that we never got to see more of Breeze, like, in any kind of effective role in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like... I wonder what it would have been like if he was NXT champion. I, I Here's the thing, and it sucks, but Breeze was so good at playing Tyler Breeze... That mm-hmm. now that's his character, but Tyler Breeze as a person is fucking amazing. Like if if he was able to go back to like Mike Dalton, which was his FCW name, and just got to be himself and didn't have to play the Prince Pretty character, he could be U.S. champion in a week, like that quickly. I agree. I love him. I'm sorry. I'm now trying to look up some of the best fucking burns from that because there were so many good dunks because that was a good dunk but like I, he was like first your wife took you out now i'm taking you out go clean go and miz was like you know what you need to think about this he goes why don't you go think about it while you're cleaning the kitchen <laughs> it was just <laughs> leveling more and more and more oh so now on to the end discussion, and it's something that I actively had to not talk about earlier, and it is Kenny Omega, who we talked about last it's week. It's happening! Where... It's happening! Uh, but uh, before we get into it's happening, I want to ask you guys, it came out recently why Kenny has not been full Kenny in AEW, and it came out that he was supposed to, in his first year, build up new stars and build the tag team division. And I want to know if you guys think he's done that. Because as far as new stars go, the only people that he's really had standout matches with were like Pac and Moxley, guys who already kind of came in with some cred behind them. And tag, I guess tag team division, he definitely... No, he's helped build the tag team division. His match with... All of his matches. Kippen, Jimmy... The best friends, private party, the Bucks, Bucks. like, SCU, like, he's done that. The singles matches, like, it's really weird, because every Kenny Omega singles match is so good that they all blur together. It's like, it's like Syndrome, like, when every Kenny Omega match is good, no Kenny Omega match is good. (laughs) Like, you can't, like, with the exception of the ones where it's like, that was the greatest match I've ever seen. You can't think of another match, can you? None of them stand out outside the ones that are, like, the greatest. You can't pick out, like, a random, like, just four-and-a-half-star Kenny Omega match. Because there's 80 of them. Because, like, the one that I go to in AEW with Kenny, and, I mean, I've never seen a match that I've been disappointed in with him. But, like, I always remember the time that, like, he and Mox just murdered each other. Yeah. And it's, like, fucking perfect, his, man. His match with Jericho, his first one, even that one was good. He made Jericho look like a killer. Yeah. Like, like I, we, we uh, joked about the Judas effect, but, like, now that it's there, it's like, that was the first, that was the best way to, like, help build Jericho to where he is now, was to make it look like he didn't have to hit the Codebreaker. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at uh certain people who have ranked like the top ten Kenny matches in AEW. Three of them are with Hangman, and then the other one is the one with Pac on Dynamite, and then of course the Moxley match where they murdered each other. So yeah, I think tag division is very much where he is built up the most. 
I mean, it, he may not have been the like the most successful. That might have been why they moved him to tag after four months because at, once he started tag, tagging with Paige, he stopped really doing singles matches. Yeah, and I will say, um, y- earlier you were like AEW is still really predictable. I'll tell you one thing I did not predict is Kenny Omega mounting Marco Stunt, looking in the camera, and you can see, <laughs> like, his facial expression is so good, because it looks, and like you immediately go, that's not the Kenny that teams with Hangman Adam Page. That's the fucking cleaner. And then just starts wailing on Marco, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Oh. I'm not gonna lie, that look he gave into the camera, the look in the camera, I was like, I think I just came. Hell yeah, he's back. <laughs> I've waited. Like, also, I, I, it, it did give credence to one of your theories, Dylan. Because if you didn't notice, he was wearing different tights for this match. Meaning <laughs> that he is now transitioned. They were still grayish. Like, he just had a different, like, slightly different. They were they were pretty much the same. Listen, dude, I have waited three years for the cleaner to come back. I think it was about three years ago that he stopped referring to himself as the cleaner and he started being the best bout machine. And, like, that was his babyface tweener persona. I have missed pure heel Kenny Omega so goddamn much. It's like a drug that I only, like, that I took at the beginning of my habit and I haven't been able to refine. Like, you need to understand how much I miss this. I talked about You've been it. chasing the dragon, I've been, man. I've been talking... I talked about this shit for an hour. And that was just his junior run. I could have done the next two years easily. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so... I hope he... I hope he gets the extensions. I hope the aviators are back. He's a heavyweight now. So heavyweight, like, cleaner was some of the best. That was when he was doing, like, the first stuff with the Elite, and they were having the greatest six-man matches on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That other six-man match was amazing. Marco Stunt did an avalanche Canadian destroyer that he got tossed up for. Like, (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Earlier today, I went through and, like, remade my working schedule for BS Network shit, and I made sure to leave AEW blank, because I'm very excited to get into some AEW now. Like, that was the turning point, because, like, for a while, it was about the time they won the titles, AEW kind of lost me a little bit. Like, I didn't watch it weekly like I wanted to. Uh, and now I think this is the moment I'm like, no, I'm back. I'm going to get Bucks versus FTR. I'm going to get the cleaner. Um, I, Moxley's champ. Yeah, fuck yeah. He's he's, he's, he's going to take it off Mox. I've, I, I'm going to get my dream. This is, <laughs> you, you can't, you like, like they can't see my happiness. You can't understand it. Uh, this is the this is the this is the happiness that you can only get when your favorite wrestler in all of wrestling is about to like become great. Yeah. Well, what did you boys learn this week? Because I learned that the only way to get Dylan interested in wrestling again is to bring back the cleaner. Um, I learned that the coin tells all, and the coin will always tell all. Uh, I learned that I should. Just do Wrestling History X is exclusively about Kenny, because it's like the only thing I get this excited about. <laughs> Could be your next one, We're just going to go year by year. It's just going to be year by year of Kenny Omega. Yeah. Until he gets to AEW and I don't have a way to watch his backlog. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me here on the BS Network doing shows like Fight Boys, a load of BS, Deviant, all those good things. Um, you can just go follow Serpentico. Okay. Just follow that guy. You can find- follow Chuck Taylor, too, but I feel like I feel like Chuck's getting all the people he can. And I feel like Serpentico's got an upside. Plus, you you knew the guy, right? Yeah, oh, I never really, t- I, I was in the presence of him. Yeah, but, like, that's yeah. the closest any of us are going to get to somebody who wrestles on AEW. <laughs> uh, I, hold on, wait, Joey Janela, what the fuck? Yeah, but you're not really friends with Joey Janela. <laughs> oh, okay, I see what you mean. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, buy all my books, 
on Amazon, and if you got a podcast and need a guest, hit me up. I'm trying to break the world record for most podcast appearances in a single year. And as always, check out the other BS. Who holds that record currently? Uh, no one. I'm gonna be the first, baby. First and best. How many? You yeah, like 155, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, end of the year, I'm gonna be at like 350. Okay. But more the more shows that have me on, I'm trying to jack that up to 100, 150. Or 500. Okay. I mean, nobody else is going for it, so you got a good shot. Yeah. And as always, remember to find the other BS Network programming like a load of BS with me and Blake if you want to see good improv comedy, not NXT, at a load of pure BS.com. <laughs> hmm. Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Go follow Mega Rand. Go check his stuff out. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the show. Friend of Scotty mostly and the rest of us. Uh, uh, he fucking was watching the stream the other day, baby. He liked it and was hanging out for a few. He wasn't chatting, but I know he was there. I knew it. And remember to support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get tons of goodies over there. And pick up some Fight Boys merchandise at merch dot a load of pure bs dot com and as always you can find us at a load of pure bs dot com step up to that merch table at merch dot a load of pure bs dot com find us on facebook donate to the patreon subscribe on youtube and remember to follow us on twitter at fight boys show sunny kiss because when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life